Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are on this beautiful planet, or if you're on YouTube watching on replay, give me a hashtag replay, let me know what your biggest takeaways are, because this seems to be a conversation that is happening more and more, uh, especially after covid in the midst of COVID and the recording of this where, I don't know if you watch this, you know, in 2025, 10 years down the road, I don't know. But right now, as we are, as I'm recording this, we're in the midst of COVID. We're in November, several months into it. And uh, it's a big wake-up call for the whole, the entire planet. People are experiencing uh, an extreme amount of stress which started off with us being sent to our rooms and said we can't leave and all of a sudden all these feelings and emotions start coming up the truth starts to bubble to the surface our relationships start to get real <laughs> everything that uh, has been a problem that we've been using work and our busyness to distract ourselves has been now kind of crumbling and falling by the wayside exposing the truth and I always say the truth will set you free but first it will piss you off or the truth will set you free but first it will burn a hole through your soul so around the COVID time I uh, was in back in February I just came back from Thailand and I was kind of forced to go into lockdown just having discovered that my um, girlfriend at the time who became my fiance was pregnant and having to be in this apartment by myself while she was in another spot in Victoria in her place I decided to create this Facebook group called trigger proof uh, how to regulate stress and uh, strengthen immunity during a crisis because it just seemed like the perfect time to, while I was in quarantine in this apartment by myself with a pregnant fiance, give all of the tools that I was practicing in order to usher myself into a new world, into, an, into a world that was different than the one that I, you know, I left when I went to Thailand. I came back and the world was totally different. It was when all the lockdowns started happening and so that's why I started this group and if you're brand new the reason why I'm saying this right now is because we've had a whole bunch of new people just jump in like this group is now started just a few months ago and at this time the trigger proof Facebook group is now over 2300 people people just are sharing this with others and <clears throat> it started off as a conversation about regulating ourselves being the most important priority as we go into as we emerge into whatever this whole world plan plays out and to regulate ourselves gives ourselves the greatest opportunity to take action and respond rather than react to the new world ahead of us and it's been very uh, fulfilling a lot of people have now learned how to regulate themselves relationships have already transformed people have started I, I moved my live events that were you know set up you know I had six or seven live events all around the world from New Zealand Australia Spain Toronto Vancouver set up that I had to uh, cancel and postpone and then 
now move online, which turned out to be pretty cool because now I have these events coming up called Breathwork and Badassery and the overview experience, which was, you know, usually people had to spend thousands and to fly, uh, get hotels and meals and this from the, their comforts of their home for a fraction of the investment to get themselves started at a time when we need it the most. You never know when you're able to show up regulated with curiosity. You can then, <clears throat> I'm living proof that you can actually uh, present your gifts to, to the world the gifts that you have that you're giving to the world, you can present these gifts to people in a way that they require as long as you yourself are in a resourced place. So the since then, I got married. I uh, have a child. Uh, he's now seven weeks old, seven and a half weeks old. And seven and a half weeks into fatherhood, I'm still learning. And uh, the conversation becomes so relevant because... To learn how to become trigger-proof, to learn how to take ownership for the reactivity and stretch that gap between stimulus and response has some very beautiful side effects that are available to you. Hold on one second here. Side effects include healthier relationships. Side effects include a decrease of anxiety. Side effects include a more present sense of self and a feeling of safety in your body. Learning how to become trigger-proof completely transforms your experience of life. And so I'm going to be doing an eight-part series on uh, some signs, unconscious signs, not on purpose, signs that you're pushing away or blocking love. Now, why is it important for us to be talking about that? Um, Here's why. Because we are in the, we are about to hit a wave of a true pandemic of a mental health crisis. This is my prediction. We are, it's already underway. There is this wave happening, in case you haven't noticed, um, where people's mental health and well-being and relationships are now starting to either crumble or get stronger depending on your resilience, your capacity, your ability to emotionally regulate, your deep sense of groundedness and connection to a cause or a purpose greater than yourself, your ability to create and to have intimacy. And so the people who have already done their inner work and integrated their traumas and healed their attachment wounds are doing really well during this time. Their relationships are stronger. When your relationships are stronger, here's why it's so important. When your relationships are stronger, you feel safer going through this unknown. <clears throat> Let's face it, the universe is scary. We're all in this together. And there's no certainty in the future. There's no certainty. There's no permanence. There's no immortality. We're definitely, there's nothing certain, there's nothing permanent, and we're all going to die. And it's pretty scary when you think about it. And so with that awareness floating through the through the universe on that planet by yourself becomes pretty scary. But if you have managed to hit the jackpot and and have a secure attachment at home, it makes the journey 
which which we are two particles floating through outer space randomly if you can find a secure attachment and a great bond it makes the journey a lot smoother not smooth not not necessarily smoother but safer there it creates you create safety you know it feels amazing you know even before i do these transmissions um you know diana's in the other room she's breastfeeding and i'm like hey babe i'm about to do a transmission right now sometimes i'll tell her you know what i'm feeling a little nervous about this one i'm talking about signs that you're pushing love away and i'm about to get a little bit vulnerable and i'm a little nervous about this and then she turns to me and she says babe i don't know anybody who can do this better than you like i have no doubt i am absolute certain you nobody can do this better than you you're you're amazing at what you're doing and I was like oh man thanks you know it felt so good as I was coming on about to hit go live um, and publish this which involves some level of vulnerability because I'm you know I'm working to where I'm consistently learning I'm whatever I'm teaching I'm learning I'm a student first uh, I learn, I integrate what I learn into my life and put it into my body and make it real and test it. And then I teach it. Uh, anything in the realm of healing, the mind, the body, strengthening relationships, regulating the nervous system, creating secure, stable relationships at home. Why am I interested in that? Because that has an impact on your health and well-being. If your body is not working really well, if your uh, hormones are out of whack, if your digestion is out of whack, if you're constantly anxious, there's a good chance that there's some breakdowns in the relation in, in relationships uh, in your life, which are manifestations of breakdowns from past relationships. Julie, thank you. I'm, I'm glad that you're resonating with this. This is a really important topic of conversation I really want to talk about. What I discovered in these breakdowns in relationships is not so much when I'm, you know, when I was looking at myself or, you know, when I'm working with clients, it's not so much breakdowns in relationships, it's um, walls that we put up around us to emotionally guard ourselves from other people. And we push, what, what we're doing is we're unconsciously pushing love away. And the reason why, again, that's so important is because you can't have mental well-being. You can't have health and wellness in your mind, in your body. You can't live a fulfilled life. You can't really have happiness if you're pushing love away. You can't be mentally well if you're pushing love away. Okay? And we look at, you know, so many diagnoses. We look at... Uh, uh, medications and treatments and therapies <clears throat> and we talk about it from a cognitive behavioral therapy standpoint and I've been in the game for the last 20 years studying all of the things that help a human organism achieve a level of health and well-being physically structurally emotionally chemically and I know and I'm embarrassed to say and I'm inspired and embarrassed at the same time to say that there is nothing that does the trick to help heal you more than love and gratitude sounds simple right you learned it in church you learned it in your mosque in your synagogue in your spiritual teachings you know this to be true right you know that love is the answer you've even done ayahuasca mushroom trips and come to the same conclusion i've talked to hundreds of people thousands of people done all of the things and it, it comes down to this. 
our ability to give and receive love. Everybody wants healthy relationships, wants to feel safe in their body, wants to be able to regulate their emotions, wants to be connected to a cause greater than themselves, wants to have an ability to take off the mask and be real but and speak speak your truth and have, you know, it be heard and want to be okay with yourselves if you're, you know, get criticized. Everybody wants those things, but what's stopping one of the biggest obstacles is we are unconsciously pushing love away. So this series that I'm about to share is going to tell you, is going to tell you exactly the eight most common things that I see so that you can see it yourself in it. You can start to become consciously aware and then start to change the pattern when you notice it. Also, uh, I want you to write in the comments section what resonates with you if you can see yourself in this conversation. <clears throat> so the first, the first uh, thing, the first way that you uh, block love, I have it here, uh, it's a sign that you're pushing love away, is you struggle to trust. The first sign is you have trust issues. This is what people will say often when they reach out to me and they want to talk or they're going through a relationship challenge. Should I stay or should I go? You know, um, they say that, I, I'm sorry, can I just do private one-on-one? -on -one? Is this private? Is this this? Da, 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 da. Like all of these barriers, they're literally energetically what I'm feeling is they're coming to me like this. And what they're saying, the words that they're saying is, I don't, I have a very difficult time trusting. I don't trust. One of the people that I was working with, excuse me, <clears throat> for a short period of time, posted on his Facebook, he said, I can count on one, on one hand how many people that I trust, and I've already cut off like three fingers. <laughs> I can count on one hand how many people in my life I trust. And he was kind of saying it in a way of like, you know, like, like, like he was just kind of bragging about it in a way he was bragging. And, and what I, when I saw that, I could see one of the gifts of doing deep inner healing work on with yourself uh, and dedicating your life to regulating your nervous system is you become very intuitive and you can feel and become palpable and sensitive to the meaning behind what people are saying and the feelings that that they're kind of putting out even if it's just a text let me know if you you can resonate with that but what it was what i was actually hearing there is that he didn't actually trust himself okay here's what happens we go through life and we have a wound we get hurt or uh in 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 this case uh, something was done at a young age uh, to family members where he took on the responsibility and blamed himself for not doing enough. And what ends up happening is he, had, he ends up with a deep self-loathing and guilt. And because of that guilt, because of that resentment towards the self, we have, an, we have a situation where we don't trust ourselves. We judge, we abandon, we blame, and we shame ourselves. And we carry that with us. And that resentment towards ourselves, when 
we have this deep desire to, to connect with somebody when we connect with them because we don't trust ourselves we will then push love away and we we might project that to others and say oh i don't trust you when in fact it's us we don't trust because of self-loathing how can i let somebody in and love somebody and let love in when i'm such a piece of shit let me know if this resonates with you okay send me say hey just put your hand up because I want this to be engage, engaging. I want you to really interact with this. I want you to just drop this into your body and be prepared to have feelings come up when I'm saying it. Whatever comes up, write it down. I want to know what it is, right? In other words, the reason why I will push love away and I don't tr is because I don't trust myself. I'm such a piece of shit for what I did that I am going to, I, I don't trust myself. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to get into a relationship with you. And then when an attachment happens, when things get close and intimate, all of a sudden, because I don't trust myself, I'm going to seek out something about you, you know, project it. That's it's called projection. I'm going to look at you. I'm going to pinpoint something about you that's untrustworthy and go, ah, there you go. I don't trust you because our ego is so ashamed and we don't feel good owning that. So that hides in our shadow and it drives the bus and we sound like I don't trust that person when in fact I don't trust myself because I'm such a piece of shit because of what I did or didn't do in my past. Who can, who can relate to that? Okay, great. Deanna, speaking my language. Celia <clears throat> and Julie. Okay, great. I'm glad this is landing because I want to help you unpack that. And the first step to unpacking that is to call it out, to be able to recognize that that's the behavior. Carl Jung would say often is that until you make the unconscious conscious, it will rule your life and you'll call it fate. You keep pushing people away saying, I don't trust you, but it's you that you don't trust because of that thing that you did or didn't do. It's an unresolved attachment wound, something from your past that you're holding on to that you don't want to admit. It's lurking in the shadows. The more you avoid, the more you don't talk about, the more you talk about and give power to by not but by suppressing it or by talking about it endlessly, it then runs your life, okay? And then you allow that story to control you. That's the first way that you, that, that there's mistrust. There's another form of mistrust that can happen, okay? Totally, Julie, all right? There's another mistrust that can happen. I don't trust myself, all right? This is one of the biggest ones why you push love away. I don't trust myself. Why? Well, because I was so heartbroken in my last relationship, I gave and gave and gave and gave and gave myself. I just went all in. I lost myself. I ended up getting my heart broken. And now I'm, I'm a shattered, it, my heart was shattered to smithereens. And I'm not I'm not getting into relationship. I don't trust men. I don't trust women. I don't trust a woman who's going to rob me for everything that I have. That, that, this is what the language sounds like. When in fact, 
What you don't trust is, I don't trust myself to have my own boundaries. I don't trust myself to lose completely my identity to be in service of pleasing this person, of paying all of their debts, of, of you know, paying for their gambling addiction, paying off their credit card, like paying for love, putting myself into debt so that because I, because I, I so feel unworthy of myself, of, of, of my beingness, that I must buy love through pleasing, through effort, through giving. I'm using money as one example. Could be energy. What are you giving into a bottomless pit? All right? I don't trust myself not to do that because I don't have boundaries. Why? Because it's not my fault. Nobody taught me these boundaries. What was, what was the example from my primary caregiver? It likely wasn't good. I didn't learn what boundaries were. I saw codependency in, in my relationships with my parents. Um, there was this toxic abuse cycle that kept happening that I was witness to. I would watch this push-pull dynamics. Should I stay? Should I go? Back and forth. And I didn't feel safe in relationships and have role models and have consistency of parenthood and and a secure attachment at home that I witnessed from my parents. I had to b step up and and become something to make sure that everybody felt safe. So there's no way that I could have a healthy relationship. And now I show up with the same model giving, 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 because I just, that's just what I thought you do. I thought that that's what love is. I have to work for it. I have to work for love. I have to pay for love. I have to buy for love. I have to please for love. I have to fix. I have to solve. I can't just receive just for my beingness. And because that's how happening, I don't trust myself. So I'm going to push love away. Does this make sense? Perfect. Perfect. Yes, I must trust my ability. Marnie, that's exactly it. And what happens is we then turn around and we blame the other person. We say, I don't trust. This is one of eight. This is number one of eight series. Let me know if this is resonating for you. When you don't solve the root cause of that lack of trust, which all comes down to lack of self-trust and learning how to heal those attachment wounds and give yourself what you were missing from your primary caregivers. Reparenting yourself and learning exactly going from the body-based approach, also cognitive with practice, which means getting triggered, getting into moments where you have to choose yourself or choose the other person, it is incredibly scary to say no when you have been identifying your worthiness on constantly pleasing other people. That's not going to be easy. I'm not going to suggest that you are able to do this on your own. I'm just letting you know. Like I sure as heck couldn't do it on my own. I had to see that Like I didn't even realize that this was my behavior. I was pointing fingers saying I don't trust but it was me that I didn't trust. This is one of the f one of the f most common 
uh, complaints that people will give me when they're messaging me, sending me their story and their DMs. Oh, I don't trust. They, men want the same thing. Oh, all the women just want the same thing. Or the same narrative happens. Essentially, that's one of the signs that you're pushing love away. Is unconsciously you're pushing love away is the story that you're repeating that I don't trust people. I don't trust blank men, women, whoever. I know that story. After a divorce where I felt in, in unjustly financially attacked about 10 years ago, I immediately started telling the story, I don't trust women, they just want one thing. And guess what I would see? Guess what kind of women that I would date? I would date one woman after another who would basically reaffirm my belief until I just completely believed that all women were the same and they just all wanted that one thing. Perhaps you've uh, caught yourself, if you're a female, you've caught yourself saying that about the opposite sex men. That if you're into men, oh, they all just want the same thing. Yeah, I've thought that too. And then I realized that it was my lack of trust in myself. I was abandoning myself. That I was being treated exactly the way that I was treating myself. That it was me that was pushing love away and using money, using whatever thing that I was resenting they wanted me for, using that thing to get validation because I didn't have it for myself. I was living like I had to show off what I had to buy love. I was creating the monster <laughs> and then complaining when they would ultimately use me for it. I was using it. This was a very painful lesson. A lesson that most people just aren't willing to look at and own and identify. Healing work isn't something that can only happen with by journaling and meditating and doing breath work by yourself. Healing does not happen in isolation. No doubt that, that those elements are definitely part of all the trainings that I do with my clients and a necessary, like journaling, meditating, uh, breath work, like the things that the holistic psychologist talks about constantly, future self journal. I'm a big fan uh, of hers as well. But that's not all it's going to take. It's actually a lot of the stuff that I had to see and the conclusions that I came to, I came because I had a guide helping me, a guide that was kind of guided me into seeing like my blind spots because I didn't know. I was just living in the world of I don't trust people. I don't trust women. Women are not to be trusted. They just want one thing. And my last relationship was the epitome of that. It was completely transactional. She, we were together for four years, and now I thought that there was love, and I realized we were both just using one another transactionally. Both not trusting one another, <laughs> blaming the other, and it was all... I couldn't trust myself not to be in an authentic relationship that wasn't transactional until I learned how to heal those attachment wounds. When you do, all of a sudden, you don't feel so suspicious of other people because you can appreciate and embrace what other people are, are living. 
when you do start to do that work and heal those attachment wounds, you don't have a problem with trust anymore because you understand and trust that people are coming from their values and perspectives, that people are working, are, are, are using relationships to get their needs met, and they should. The difference is you're not clandestine and you're not like, uh, like subversive about it. You're not like quiet about it. You just lay it all out on the table. When I met Diana, it was like, well, well, this is what I want. And she, she was like, well, this is what I want. I'm like, okay, these are my needs. This is what I want. This is how I would like to be loved. This is how I prefer it. And then we were like talking about that. And it was like, okay, we're teaching each other um, what our needs are because we didn't have a story that uh, we're not worthy of it. Does that make sense? Once you really own and heal those attachment wounds, you dissolve the uh, shame, the guilt, the feelings of unworthiness, you then feel worthy of asking for the other person to meet your needs. That's what a functional adult does. The wounded inner child inside of you is needy. The adapted adolescent inside of you is needless and says, fuck you, I don't need anyone, right? That's your inner uh, teenager, the adapted adolescent. There's an inner child that's extremely needy. If you haven't integrated it, it's going to run the show. There's an adaptive adolescent that says, I don't need anyone. I'm too good for everyone. That's your adapted, wounded adolescent that is deeply wanting connection but has been burnt so much they then project it onto other people and say, oh, I don't trust other people, when in fact it's a lot of times it's you that you don't trust because you haven't found the worth within yourself to be able to be very present with what your needs are and be okay with them and be able to communicate them and be able to see through other people's ego. When I did that, I realized that I can trust everybody. If I went on a date, I could just be honest with what I wanted and listen, what is it that you need and go, okay, that works for me or that doesn't. I didn't have to pretend anymore. You know, I didn't have to lie. The more vulnerable, the more real, the more open that I became with myself, the more I was able to take off the mask, the more I trusted myself because I didn't have to be anything else. I didn't have to lie. I didn't have to pretend. I didn't have to, uh, to hold back what I wanted because I was afraid of rejection I, because I had... Uh, acceptance of myself. Does that make sense? Transparency, totally. Uh, so many couples don't have that honest conversation. For God's sakes, why is this still so absent? It's absent because if I were to tell you my boundaries, let me give you an example. Uh, the classic example that I would see uh, back in the day where I was like, all right, I was dating women and uh, I would say, look, I'm not settling down. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm keeping my options open. I'm not exclusive. And nine, and nine times out of 10, the woman would say, oh, totally cool. I'm totally good, good with that. Whereas that's not actually what she wanted. She wanted a monogamous, secure relationship. But because if I, if she were to say, sorry, that's not what I want, she was afraid that I would leave. So she lied about what her desires were. She would lie about what her desires were and then uh, betray herself, right? Because she was afraid of rejection. Why is this so absent? Because of a fear of rejection. Why? Because deep down, I don't feel worthy.
myself. This is the root cause of everything, a lack of self. You've been listening to the Trigger Proof Podcast designed to teach you the most important skill necessary for a dramatically changing world, which is nervous system regulation. Becoming trigger-proof doesn't mean trigger-less. It means learning how to regulate ourselves to bring us back to center so that we can then be governed by our purpose rather than from our wounds. Anytime there's reactivity, there's a wound. And if you're curious and inspired to learn more, join us at Breathwork and Badassery or the overview experience and a combination of both actually helps you do the work. There's a difference between listening to a podcast and actually showing up live and doing the work with a badass community who's all about breaking cycles of intergenerational trauma. It didn't start with you, but it can end with you if you're willing to do the work. See you at the next perfect time. Love. So this is part one of eight. The first sign that you are pushing away love is if you've been caught catching yourself saying, I don't trust men. I don't trust love. I don't trust myself. That's a good sign that you are pushing away love. And inst there's an ego that wants to blame the other. Well, there's something deep inside you that you must look at yourself and it's not available in a podcast or in a in a youtube video or a video like this it takes a guide a skilled guide that you're giving permission to call out your ego defenses and we have them because we don't want to feel shame we don't want to admit that there might be something that we're contributing to it we just want to blame the other person and i'm here to t i'm here to give you a gift uh nothing personal because what's personal to you is universal to all of us is that this is one big sign a red flag for you to look at in your behavior is listen to your speech that says i don't trust men i don't trust women truth is i don't trust myself and that is what's causing me to push away love and the unfortunate thing is you can't have a fulfilling life if you're pushing away love but what if i get hurt nima i've been hurt before yes you have unhealed attachment wounds. Once you've really healed those wounds, you then don't feel so wounded because you understand the motives behind the behavior of the person who hurt you. Let me say that again. The person you call abuser, the person who you call betrayer, the person who you call cheater, the person who you feel has wronged you or damaged you, you damaged me, you hurt me, the person who you're empowering with those words. To have freedom from this, once you've done the real work, that I've created the overview method, which is to helping people, it, it helps people heal their attachment traumas. How do you know it's heal, full healing has happened? There's so many coaches, so many things. A lot of times these coaches and healers and psychotherapists promote the idea that they harmed you and damaged you. Okay, great. That's a great place to start. But I can always tell when someone's really got completion when they don't have, to their abuser, to their whatever, they don't have this monster uh, kind of pedestalization that they've put them up as this monster with a label.
you see the humanity, you see them through their wounds, you've gone beyond forgiveness and you have actually empathy towards them, but not not without actually empathizing towards yourself first. That's self-betrayal. I'm not suggesting that. I'm su suggesting take care of you first. Once you're fully filled those cracks in the floorboard, you can look at that past person who's hurt you, that's caused you to shut down trust. You can look at them with empathetic eyes. That's when you win. That's when you begin to trust love again. That's when you begin to trust yourself. It takes time and it takes courage. It's not usually available just by journaling and meditating, uh, although that is definitely part of the path. You require a community, you require a guide and a mentor to kind of help you, to expose, to, to hold space for those tears, to see you and validate you first and then help you kind of guide yourself to healing those parts of you that you abandoned. And that's why you don't trust because you've abandoned those parts of you. So it's a very powerful conversation of healing. It really involves the courage to look inside first. It really involves <clears throat> the uncomfortable work of taking responsibility. And unfortunately, we live in a society, and I'm not going to name names here, and uh, it's nothing personal to you. It's very universal that 80% of us, from my observation through a non-scientific lens, would rather hold on to the victim story and make the other person responsible. What I discovered was that I was running that same story, but what made the huge difference for me in creating a secure attachment in my life right now where love is just abundantly given and received and needs are expressed without guilt or shame both ways was deciding that I was going to be the one responsible for creating that. When I did, I attracted somebody totally different, somebody who was in alignment with that. And so if you're part of the 20% that are wanting to learn how to transform that, I have a training coming up next week. It's called, uh, Should I Stay or Go? Where I go through the transitions that you need to go through in order to, um, in order to, let me just see here, to answer that question, to heal those attachment wounds, <clears throat> to create a secure situation at home where you feel safe going out there and uh, you know taking on the world expanding your business I don't care if you make five million bucks a year in your business and you're super successful and you're a winner at work my real question is are you able to create that container at home and if you can't or haven't been able to up until now there's nothing wrong with you I want you to know I want to normalize that it's very common it's likely you didn't have a great role model at home and you didn't have consistency with your primary caregivers which has caused some attachment traumas in various degrees these things can be learned i want you to think of it as a growth mindset i'm consistently learning this isn't a finish i'm a student of this I am learning with every trigger. I'm learning with every conflict. I'm learning with every anxious moment. I'm learning with every, with every argument, with every uncomfortable conversation. I'm learning. I'm just committed to the path of learning and to taking this community of people who are committed to breaking the cycle of intergenerational trauma. I'm taking you with me. So next week on Thursday, if you've been wondering whether I should stay or I should go, you've been pushing love away.
you've been wondering, how do I break this cycle? Why do I keep repeating the pat same patterns? Why do I have the same arguments? Why am I killing it at work, but I'm just not able to solve this riddle in my relationships? I'm over the age of 35. I've gone through a divorce. I love my kids. Whatever the story is, I'm a great mother. I'm a great dad. I'm amazing at work. Like, I'm a rock star at work. So why do I completely lose myself in relationships? Why do I show up needy? I want to show you the five transitions I went through in order to solve that riddle and create a secure attachment and then really thrive. And so the link is in the comment section. Please jump in and I want you to think of about two or three people that you know that really need to hear this message. I want you to invite them in this group and tag them in this video and let them know why they should listen and uh, jump in to the uh, Zoom call. It's a Zoom masterclass. It's called Should I Stay or Go? If you're going through a divorce, if you've gone through a heartbreak or a breakup, um, you or you're in that limbo state going, what you're looking at the person going, why do I feel alone in this relationship? This is the training for you. So jump in and learn how to transform all of that, the five transitions that you must go through. You don't have to do it with me, but you got to do it. Uh, and uh, let's see what you can create for yourself in the remainder of this year by Christmas, maybe in the next year, by this time looking back going, wow, I really feel nourished in my relationships. That's my goal. That's the, that's the reward for the difficult work of becoming trigger-proof and taking responsibility. And I absolutely love teaching it. So we'll see. And let me know what resonated with you in this call. What were your three biggest takeaways? Jump into the, uh, the training that's happening next week, and we'll see you at the next perfect time.